I don't know if I should share this next principle. What is the next? The next principle. The next principle is the principle of time travel. <laughs> but it gets time. Time is very important. Um, time travel. Okay, here we. This is this is just a one-minute principle, right? Which which I think is interesting. It's a thought. It's a thought. It's a th thinking game. Time travel is possible. Time travel. Time travel is possible because we all do it all the time. We are all traveling through time. Not only is time travel possible, but you can change the past. The past. You can change the past. When you understand that your future becomes your past. Your future becomes your past. Everything that is in the future will one day be in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tomorrow will be tomorrow will become yesterday. Okay. Tomorrow will become yesterday. And when you understand you can change anything today that makes anything change tomorrow and tomorrow will become yesterday, you can change anything in the past. By changing something now, you automatically change the past. By changing something now, you ought to... So time travel is actually possible consistently on a daily basis for every person. Because you can change anything today that will change anything tomorrow. And I guarantee you that future will become the past. So you can change anything in your past as long as you understand that tomorrow becomes yesterday. There. So, so th th this you don't need a time machine because it, you we're living in the time machine, which is which is which is the universe. And this is powerful when we are communicating to children, I think, because children feel sometimes that the world is very big. And it's all organized. And it's full of big people who do big things and there are big buildings and big cars and big events and big names and big games. And they feel a little bit powerless. But if you understand that you can time travel, then you can change anything. The, the past is whatever you want it to be. Because tomorrow is whatever you choose. So if you want something to be in the past, all you have to do is put it in tomorrow and it becomes the past instantly, almost instantly. So if you, there's no reason to regret anything because all you have is the choices that you make. It's up to you. It's powerful. It's a very, power, it's a very powerful understanding. Think about all the science fiction films where people go back in time and they're like, don't change anything. You change one thing. Change everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you change one thing. You 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 talk to one person. You wear a different shirt. You walk down a different road. You, you just one thing, and then you don't get born. Mm -hmm. Right? You change one thing. Well, that's that that that's that that's the analogy of this moment in time. That's the, that's the power of this moment in time. The power of this moment in time is anybody can change any one thing 
and it will change everything. People think they're powerless. They're not. They're powerful. They're powerful. So uh, it's um, it is choice. There's a difference. But you talked about in the test, the IQ test. You talked. You said that you forgot to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you forgot. Now there's a difference between forgetting. And choosing not to remember. The result is the same. But one is powered by a choice and the other Mm -hmm. is not. When you choose not to remember, you control Mm -hmm. the situation. The action is, the result is the same, but the choice makes the difference. The The choice is more important than the result. The result doesn't matter. The ability to choose matters. That you failed the test doesn't matter. The choices you made before that matter. Your choice to study or not to study. Your choice to give time to something or not give. That's what matters, not the result. Result doesn't matter. What's the result of life? Death. It doesn't fucking matter. Dead. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We all, we all, we all read things. You said you you didn't read the question correctly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to life, <laughs> right? Look, I I, <laughs> I I said this to my son at the weekend. <laughs> it was funny. I I said I have never read the instructions for anything in my life. <laughs> In my life. Now, this is not an intelligent. This is not an intelligent decision. Okay. It's not an intelligent decision. Because I, I told this to my my son said, "Where are the instructions?" <laughs> there are no instructions. I don't. I don't read the instructions anyway. My son's like, "How do you know anything?" Well, I I press the buttons and <laughs> which. You know, if you have a computer at home, that may be a good way to do it. If you work in a nuclear power station, it's <laughs> right. It's not an intelligent way to to organize that that kind of system. But um, um, the the thing is, with life, the instructions are everywhere. The answers are everywhere. The information is everywhere. But we we, we choose to, to to not see it a lot of the time. Well, we don't read closely. We don't read carefully. We don't read correctly. Um, you know, it's, vote for me. Mm. You know, the the truth is, you don't know anything about me, but I've got a nice smile. Da, da, da. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did, 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 did we? We were tricked by not by not reading things correctly. We don't we don't read carefully enough uh, the things that happen to us um i don't know what we're talking about does it make sense does that make sense to you does that is that logical what are you yes yes of course yeah it's the the negative side of iq tests are that it's relative 
to where you are. It's relative to where you are. For example, if you live in Tibet and you are a goat farmer and you don't speak English and you take a Slovak IQ test, mm -hmm. you will score zero. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that you are not intelligent. It just means that you don't understand the cultural references. Your life language, your language of life is different. And if you take a if you take somebody in a Slovak school who gets a perfect IQ score test and you put them in Tibet, maybe they will die because they don't know how to farm, they don't know where to get their food. So so the, the IQ test is very much relevant to where you are because a lot of the information is of cultural relevance. Mm -hmm. So, and what does that mean? That means that your success in life is not determined by your results on an IQ test. Mm, of course not. Because life is a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, for example, you can be. Yeah. The, the, our our paths, our path, our road in life is dictated by, by more elements than IQ. If you are really fat and you have a perfect IQ test, you will not be on the front page of a beauty magazine, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter how perfect your IQ score is. Mm -hmm. Or, or a health and you won't be on the front page of a health and fitness magazine. Okay, <laughs> you might be on the front page of I don't know, Fat is Beautiful magazine. Okay, <laughs> you, right? So, so that, and that that's cool, right? That's fine, but you won't be on the front page of Women's Health magazine, mm -hmm. even though your IQ, even though you're you're the most intelligent person in the world, you won't mm -hmm. be there because life is determined by by other factors. In, in other situations, you won't. You might have the greatest IQ in the world, but you, you know, you you won't play basketball because you're fat, mm -hmm. right? So, so it, life is determined by. And and the, the question is, would you have? Would you be fat if you had that IQ score? I don't know. And that's, mm -hmm. that's another. That's high IQ. Sorry, high IQ is also related to depression. High IQ, high intelligence, mm -hmm. is related to depression. Uh, sad and negative uh, personal reflection and feelings, because high IQ people don't have many friends. Because high IQ people need high IQ conversation. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, m most most people are average. Most people are in the middle. Mm -hmm. Low IQ, and then there's a big group in the middle, and then high IQ is a small group of people. The high IQ, very intelligent people are very often very depressed and very sad because they don't have people to communicate with about high IQ topics. Mm -hmm. You know, can you talk about the history of art with your friends? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the history of literature? With your friends, can you talk? Can you talk intelligently about 
political structures, international politics. Can you talk about micro and macroeconomics intellectually with your friends? I mean, it's hard. It's hard. These, these, these are... Mm -hmm. These are these are difficult topics, and very often high IQ people don't have many friends because it's it, there's not many people in 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 that group, and to communicate with people who have lower IQ is just not interesting. The higher IQ understands how to do it, but it's there's just no benefit, right? It, it's a um, if an intelligent person well, talks talks to a stupid person, there's only one dynamic that can happen. The intelligent person must come down to the level of the stupid person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The stupid right. person cannot rise to the level of the intelligent person. And so this is this is psychologically very difficult for intelligent people. Because you always have to come down to this level. So there's a lot of a lot of people who commit suicide and kill themselves are highly intelligent people. I'm reading a book about uh, genetic, about uh, one uh, professor who is um, he's uh, very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it uh, is it fact or fiction? What what what? It's fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. Oh. But it's maybe it's it's fiction with fact inside. Maybe maybe I I don't know I don't know uh, this um, author who who he really is. Mm -hmm. So. But that's that's what great fiction is. Mm -hmm. Great fiction is fact. Mm -hmm. That's what great fiction is. But that's why it's great. Because it has real people with real problems in the story. That's why the classic English novels by Charles Dickens or uh, Jane Austen mm -hmm. were great. Because it was the truth. It was fiction, but it was based, based on, on reality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. reality. It was based on real people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have had a lot of problems trying to get my books published physically because people don't want to publish fact. They want to publish fiction. And... The best way to influence people is to publish fiction with fact in it. <laughs> That's the best way to influence people. If you uh, classic examples of this are Michael Crichton, mm -hmm. the writer of Jurassic Park, yes, and various other books, books. with similar mm -hmm. scientific mm -hmm. topics. Mm -hmm. His books were facts. In fiction, his books were yes. facts. In fiction, yeah. Um, genetics. He dealt with the genetics question in his books. Yeah, I mean the Jurassic Park is a genetics question. Um, 
it's a bioethics question as well. Um, and there was another writer that I was, uh, Tom Clancy. He was uh, he wrote about uh, government, politics, military topics. Um, he was one of the biggest writers in the world on on that topic. Um, if you look at a lot what of what was the name? Sorry, Tom Clancy. I, I believe uh -huh. he died last year, but he wrote a lot of books on uh, mm -hmm. politics and uh, international espionage, mm -hmm. and they were basically based on true stories. But, uh, or if you take uh, English writers like Geoffrey Archer, I mean, he writes political stories because he was a politician and he writes about what, what actually happened. So there's a lot of um, fact in, in fiction stories. And, um, and uh, high I, yeah, it, it's, it's, really, it's a really difficult topic. I mean, most books are not written for intellectual people because intellectual people are usually busy, right? Doing doing things. They're 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 these, a lot of big a lot of modern books, really big, really thick, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you open up the book, they've got big letters, <laughs> and they're you, yes. you you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yes. And there's 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 seven or eight words in each line. Well, reading in in the Latin language, the root of the word child, free, and read is the same. Libre means uh, freedom, child, and book. Libre is uh, freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom, as in mm -hmm. libre. Yes, yes, as, yes. Okay, as in, mm -hmm. as in liberté, mm -hmm. libre, as in freedom. Mm -hmm. It also means child. It was used in Latin to mean child or young mm -hmm. person, and it also mm -hmm. means book, as in library. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, this is from the Latin. It, it, it was known in history that that young people who read a lot were free. Mm -hmm. Young people who read a lot were free. It was the same thing. It's the same concept. And it is still true today, unfortunately, in a lot of modern media. Um, I, did a, I did a calculation on Friday uh, with a client about how much text is in a film. Yeah, I did a calculation with a client. We were, we were talking about the content of, of films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. now, the, when you understand text and dialogue and cinematography, and you know, you take a film that's 90 minutes or one hour. How much written text is in that film? What, what is the script? How long is the script? You know how long the script is for a whole film? The whole script. <coughs> is three and a half pages. <laughs> Something, it's for the average film. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah we, we, we calculated it together. 
We calculated, okay. With okay. dialogues, dialogues? Yes, yeah, with everything. Three and a half pages. Three and a half pages. That's what you get from a film. Three and a half pages. Now think about what you could read in an hour and a half, two hours. You could read 30, 50, maybe more pages. Mm -hmm. And you tell me that films are not making the kids stupid, right? Mm. Now, you, there's an intellectual aspect to cinematography and filming um, that I that we all understand. You know, it's a, the the art is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to experience it. Um, but three and a half pages, really. Can you tell a life story in three and a half pages? Mm -hmm. And what we were talking about, we were talking about the, um, we were talking about a uh, Bohemian Rhapsody film, uh -huh. the, 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 the bio picture of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the life story. How do you get the life story into, into, uh, one movie, one in, into one movie? Mm -hmm. how do you get the life story of Freddie Mercury <clears throat> in three and a half pages? Really? How do you get the life story? You, you can't get anything in three and a half pages. Nothing. It's not possible. Mm. And we know this because it takes, it takes, like I, I work with dialogues on the internet, so it takes five lines to read five lines, five full lines takes more than a minute, okay? To read five full lines takes more than a minute. So, you know, one page will be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So you get maybe 30, I don't know, maybe you'll get seven minutes on one page, maybe, maybe, maybe eight, right? Eight, 16, 24, you've got, if half the film is cinematography and then you've got the songs, you got the songs, right? And then you've got the...